Nintendos. Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm Ninfrendo too. <laughs> I'm Michael. <laughs> oh, I'm James. I'm James. Sorry. Oh, uh, James, James. I thought we were. I thought we were going <laughs> like a thing one. Thing oh, I one, like thing that. Yeah, two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ninfrendo two. Ninfrendo three. three. Now I will. I will have to say that as a disclaimer, it was funny because we were talking before the podcast, and I. I listen to NVC almost every single week and they have a, a like a temporary host on their set and he introduced the episode and he said Ninfrendos and everybody on the show kind of was like, ah, oh. and I thought it was really cute. I thought it was a really cool term yeah. of endearment, Ninfrendos. <laughs> so if they're against Ninfrendos, I say we steal it and that's like our thing because I really like talking to my Ninfrendos every single day. It's so cute. I love yeah, it. That is cool. <laughs> So yeah, that's where Ninfrendos comes from. We have to give credit to Seth. I thought it was really cool that he that he said that, but everybody else on there apparently was too cool and they, they didn't like it, even though they're on a podcast talking about Nintendo all the, all day. We're just really not cool, I guess. We're not I'm cool okay enough, yeah, but yeah, I'm okay yeah. with Ninfrendos. <laughs> I just renamed our, our chat on iMessage to Ninfrendos. Although I will say that this my my my, my iPhone really wants to autocorrect it to 19s in. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's that doesn't roll off quite as nice. No. <laughs> there we go, Ninfrendo. Not as catchy. Done. Yeah. <laughs> this week, let, let's get into everything that happened because so a much. lot of things happened, a lot of stuff. First, there was another Indie World Showcase, 17 minutes of lots of indie games. Uh, and it seemed like there was a theme this week. There was a lot of cat stuff and a lot of older games coming to Switch. Um and in their usual kind of format, they had the majority of it was trailers for games that were upcoming. Some of them were coming out that day. And then at the end, they had like a two minute kind of super run through of a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. Um, montage. Which, yeah, montage type of format, which I have to say, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but I wonder why they choose the games to like what like how they choose the games that go into that montage format because I actually really liked more of those games than the games that they showed the trailers for. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know if I you com- guys felt the same. Yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. I mean, we're gonna run down some of the standouts for us, and I would mm-hmm. say the majority of the things that stood out to me from this indie were in that two minute montage. I'm not really a lot of the stuff that was focused on just didn't. Uh, appeal to me this time which is is odd because a lot of these um these indie showcases i'm i'm all in i like everything i see so this one it was it was just odd to me that the majority of what i did like seemed to be just kind of brushed off almost maybe they're Mm -hmm. maybe they're way out Mm -hmm. in development it's um i think with a lot of these you know video montages or just even showcases like this it, it a lot of that work comes down to the you know, developer themselves. I has, mm. uh, when I was in the game industry back in my day, um, mm. when we were doing work promoting our game, you would need to put together like um, like a press kit, and then the press kit needed to have like a fifteen second clip, a five second clip, a thirty second clip, a sixty second clip, and 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 of course, uh, when people are going through those, they're going to kind of pick the juiciest ones that that are there. So I'm not saying that all the ones that were in the montage weren't juicy necessarily. It I think sometimes the smaller clips are a little bit more more punch where if you have so many games, the, the problem with is that you're going to have to pick some to put into a montage where I think that maybe they were they really wanted that feel of talking to the developers and maybe some of the developers weren't able to record videos ahead of time. So it's a little bit 
little bit tricky, but I do feel like I wish that sometimes the montage they just gave uh, like another five to ten seconds yeah. to each game. But besides a little that, bit I, longer, yeah, yeah, just a little bit longer. But, but you know, it, it, it happens all the time. We're like, oh, sure, with that one. So mm-hmm. it's meant to just Think- entice you to look into it anyway, and that's exactly what I did for most of the games. I just kind of did my own research. Yeah, mm-hmm. check them up after. And thinking back to I. Like the games that they showed the trailers for also seem to have more of like a cult following. So, for example, Splunky and Splunky 2, um, Super Meat Boy Forever, those are like more, they have their own big followings and big communities that I'm not necessarily part of. Mm. So, I guess maybe that's why like they know that people are really devoted and love those games specifically. Yeah. So, maybe that's why. But it makes sense. Yeah. But, um, so I'll start to go down my list of picks. I know some of us have overlapping favorites. Um, the first one that I really liked was Alba, a wildlife adventure coming in spring 2021. I looked at this game kind of like a cross between my time and Portia and maybe a short hike just because a short hike takes place on this like island type thing. Um, so basically you're on an island and you have to save it with your grandfather and his friends. You can explore, you clean the wilderness, you save wildlife, um, all those great things. And it's from the same team who actually brought us Monument Valley, which I absolutely loved. But this game doesn't look anything like that, maybe color wise. But other than that, it's totally different. It's like a free roaming sort of game. Um, And the studio is us two games that brought us Monument Valley. So um, I'm I'm excited for it. It seems like it did really well on Steam. It released early December and has a nine out of ten. So nice. Yeah, I gave this a check as well. I thought it looked interesting. Did it give me my time at Porsche vibes from it? Uh, And I can Mm -hmm. see a lot of the animation cues from a short hike. It does have sort of that similar drawn animated look to it, I think. Very bright, vibrant colors. So it looks interesting. I'm definitely it it, it stood out. I want to give it a a look when we get a little closer to release day. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next game I checked is. Well, I didn't check, but I liked <laughs> was Happy Game. This is also coming out in spring 2021. I had no idea what was happening in this trailer, but I liked the music that they had. It was creepy. I guess like Tim Burton-y, but even darker kind of feeling. It looks like a really good mix of creepy and cute. It's also by uh, Amanita Design, and they do very art-forward games. Uh, they did Creeks, which a few months a few months back, I did check it um, as like a an upcoming release i never got it but um as soon as i saw the name and uh amanita design i was like oh they did other stuff that was like really kind of dark and a little creepy looking so um yeah i thought i thought it looked really interesting (laughs) this game looks super creepy and awesome and something that i don't want to play in the dark but will but then we'll jump and get scared and yeah the i like the the colors are very i don't even know what the word for them is because they're not pastel they're not neon they're like somewhere in between it, it the whole thing is creepy and awesome and it, it is uh, the, the developer is is from the czech republic and they use all these creepy songs and screeches from czech freak folk band dva so like all the music is you know from a local band there which is kind of cool um and the whole idea right is like a little ball falls asleep a little boy falls asleep into horrible nightmares and you're trying to make um, him happy in this world um and yeah, it's uh, creepy. Just looking at the pictures again and just, I don't know, it's all creepy and amazing. Oh, it's and odd. It's <laughs> odd. It's very odd. That's a good yeah, word for yeah. it. Yeah, I definitely yeah. check this as well. Um, it's on my list um, to, this is going to be a good stream game, by the way. So this will be a good one. 
Oh, I don't know if I would stream this one. I'd be too oh, scared yeah. to stream it. Yeah. So so many clips. People, so many clips. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next game I, I liked was When the Past Was Around. This is kind of a cute hand-drawn adventure point-and-click puzzle game. It originally came out in September on steam in september and it has a 10 out of 10 um, which i was actually kind of surprised because i didn't think it necessarily looked that great i was more so just interested in it and then i saw it was 10 out of 10 and i'm like oh geez maybe this is better it's better than i was expecting it to be um it is available now uh, so if anybody is interested in checking that out it does get i get kind of um grease or grist vibes from it a little bit but that's just based on the trailer that they showed. I, I, there may be more to it. Um, but yeah, I thought it looked kind of interesting. And then the next game is called Hazel Sky. This is coming in March 2021. So our birthday month, Michael. Mm. Uh, this is an adventure game that follows a young engineer who is facing his destiny. You fix flying machines, jump, climb, swing, and slide through a beautiful, mysterious world. One second, it seems like you're in the sky, flying around, on, standing on an airplane. The next, you're under the ocean. Uh, it seems like, if you like adventure games, this seems like definitely an adventure game that you would want to check out. It looks very promising. Yeah, I gave this a check as well. I thought it did look good. This was, again, this was one of those ones I think that was in the little uh, montage video. So you didn't get a yeah. ton to see, but when I looked into it after... It seems really interesting. I'm not, I don't fully understand I don't, the like the premise of it. It does seem like these trials that you're on or these challenges that you're doing are part of this character's uh, like journey to story arc. I don't know, become an engineer. It seems like I, I guess that's the premise of this. Um, and it looks, I, I really liked the overall look of it. And I do like the puzzle aspect of it. And I would assume if he's becoming an engineer, there's going to be a lot of like constructing and putting things together and those mm -hmm. sort of puzzles. So I'm, I'm all for it. I, I thought it looked great. I can also see like maybe gathering little gathering quests yeah. you have to do yeah, to definitely. get parts for things. Yeah. That Which I, thing. I always like that kind of stuff. Yeah, me too. And then the the last one I was really happy to see, I was actually not expecting it at all, but I was really happy about it, is Among Us is now on Switch. Uh, yeah. It was kind of a bombshell at the end. It's about time. And what I love about this is it supports crossplay with PC and mobile. Which is so, great. Yeah, that is awesome. Because at first I was thinking, oh, this is cool. But, you know, I know maybe I'd only be able to play with Michael, which, you know, if one of us is imposter, it's kind of not a game. <laughs> so I, I like that the downside is you only get to play with Michael. <laughs> For a game like this. Okay, uh, okay. Settle down. <laughs> no, no it, I think yeah. it's great that they do that anyway, because you obviously know that there's more people on PC. I've also yeah. downloaded it to mobile and played it there, uh, at least tried to. Uh, and I think it makes total sense to have this on Switch. Now, one thing I will say that I did think was odd about this game, and I guess I just never realized, is there's no built-in chat for any of the versions, PC, mm -hmm. mobile, or on Switch. You do have to use a Discord or something else to chat, which I guess I just never realized. And I, I it may I always yeah. thought it would be like built in like Fortnite where they have their own chat feature. And apparently none of them have chat, which is super surprising to me, uh, considering a lot of the times you need to discuss who you think is the imposter. So that is just something to keep in mind that you may need to have you know, on Switch, Discord or you something. may need to have your phone with Discord or something or, you know, yeah. the, I guess the Nintendo app or whatever you want to use to chat. You're going to have to have it around because I think that would make 
or break this game. I just feel like there's probably a text chat version, you know, built in. There is. Um, yeah. On on the mobile version, you can only text. Yeah. And I just feel like mm-hmm. you, you're going to want to talk, right? It, it does seem like that's kind of, especially if you're with friends and stuff, that's going to make this game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. As soon as I saw that it was out, I went and bought it. It was $5. I think that's either, um, their, their all time price, or maybe it was on sale. It is weird that mobile's free. I I don't, I don't get it, but, um, PC and switch are $5. I think it's because there's ads on the mobile games. And then also there is an in-app purchase on the mobile game, which is 99 cents to 299. I don't know what you're buying. I never played this, this oh, you game. Can buy, I think you can buy like Maybe decorations, skins. like hats for your character. Yeah. yeah, you can buy skins and hats and like little buddies that'll follow you around yeah, and stuff you like that. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So you got so, some mm-hmm. junk you can buy. We have um, yeah. we have someone that's, you know, everyone's putting up lights right now. And there's a, on the main road right out front, there's like a lot of fences. You know how like a lot of people put up fences because it's like their backyard. It's facing a busy road. And on that backyard, there's like all these a strand of white lights and then the white lights come down and draw the among us person <laughs> in lights oh, at night. It's super cute. I'll t- t- snap a photo of it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's That's super cool. cute. Yeah. My, my wife <laughs> plays this game and um, I, I don't, I don't know. She doesn't want to, I, I think I, you can't really play with two people, right? That's not fun. No, you, need more pe- you, you have to have the more people you have, the better. Yeah. <laughs> that I, would I don't be have... funny to play with just two though. Cause you're like, I don't think well, you're even allowed. It, so <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even think you can. I don't think they let you have to have a oh, minimum okay. of like six people or something. Oh, okay. There's, there's a magic number. Yeah. How am I, how am I going to get six people? Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. Right. But so I was much. thinking it would be really cool if we could get, you know, fans of the podcast to mm. do a playthrough with us one Ninfrendos, time. if you will. Ninfrendos. Yeah, Ninfrendos. Yeah. Nintendo me. Dispatch Ninfrendos. <laughs> yeah, you just, we can stream that. Dispatch. And then just no one's allowed yeah. to look, but we'll stream it. That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I've never <laughs> played, but I hear it's fun. And it's... it's. I've it's watched fun. playthroughs. I've never played myself, but I really want to play, so I'm excited. I, I've played it on mobile. And the first game, we went to like a, uh, you know, the chat window. And I was so confused because the it didn't really explain how to vote. Like I, I was missing how to vote. And everybody's like, you got to vote. And I just ended up quitting out because I'm like, I don't know how to vote. I don't know where I'm voting. I don't know who I <laughs> like, who are we even guessing? It's a complete guess because I can't talk to any of you people. So yeah. I, I'm hoping on Switch, I'll have a better experience than what I had on mobile. I think, yeah, you got to have the the live chat not like the text chat but like actually talking yeah i think that no, makes i'm excited i'm excited to try this out mm-hmm. i think it'll be fun uh a lot of what you said i've already said or a lot of what i want to say you've already said i guess is <laughs> i have alba a wildlife adventure one that i did check that you did was grindstone i have played this already this was on apple arcade for a while this is a really really well done fun puzzle they're calling it a puzzle battler I don't, I don't know if i would call it that it's like a puzzle game where you're it's you're you're it's like a collector a connect uh three you know where you're color doing the colors and stuff except you're doing much more than that your little guy this sort of barbarian is fighting his way up a mountain through all of these armies uh army of monsters and the monsters are all different colors and have different skill sets or whatever and say your guy stands in one spot you have maybe a chain of yellow blue and pink bad guys near you you have to connect those dots and then have certain color switches where you can say okay i'm gonna hit all these yellow guys if i 
connect to that diamond right there. Now I can hit all of the blue guys. And then your guy kind of just tears through them. And it's really satisfying the way it attacks and the, the movement and the action of the game feels very, very well done. Very, very thought through. Uh, there's like 200, over 200 levels in this game. I didn't make it that far. I probably made it into the 50s somewhere before I stopped playing it on Apple Arcade. I do like that this has daily challenges and leaderboards. I don't remember those from the Apple Arcade version. Um, there's a lot of weapons and upgrades that you can get. So it, I would say it's kind of like a roguelike, kind of like a Hades in that way, because you do have these permanent things that you bring into each puzzle that you can keep kind of working your way up through. It's really, really fun. I don't know. It's so well done on mobile that I have a tough time and I and I hope there's a demo because I would really like to try this, but I have a tough time imagining myself using it on Switch and having it feel as perfect as it does for a mobile game. It really, the touchscreen of mobile and everything like that felt so perfect for this type of game that using a joystick, a controller for it seems odd to me, but I know there's a touchscreen on the Switch, so maybe that will offset it, but it's definitely, definitely, if you've not played it on Apple Arcade, it is 100% something worth looking into. Uh, It's out now for $15. So that's a lot considering Apple Arcade Hmm. is $5 a month. Um, so, you know, if it is something you're interested in, I don't see that it has a a demo. You may want to just buy a month of Apple arcade. If you have, you know, an iPhone or you have access to it, maybe try it out. I know that they do have it on desktop. If you do get it on Apple arcade, you could also have it on your desktop and use your mouse, which is, was very satisfying. Um, but yeah, super good puzzle game. Definitely one to look into. I want to mention too, that, you know, like when people do presentations sometimes in these things, they're just kind of cringy and... Mm -hmm not good and kind of <laughs> makes you feel like just show me the game don't have someone tell me about it yeah. i actually really liked the person who presented grindstone they did such a good job <laughs> yeah. and actually like you could tell they were super excited about it and it wasn't cringy at all it was so refreshing <laughs> yeah no and it, it, it and it's absolutely a game we're checking out like i said i, I don't yeah. know how it'll translate and i hope it does really well um but it's really fun and satisfying on on mobile anyway so and desktop for that matter so mm-hmm. check it out uh the other one that i checked was cosmocrats it comes out march 2021 and it says that it is a zero gravity comedy adventure game it seems like there's a lot of puzzles involved it reminded me of um what was that cube game that we've played christina was it death squared oh yeah. I think it's Death mm-hmm. Squared. It has a very mm-hmm. similar AI speaking to you or narrator, like that dry sort of humor. Uh, and and I really just, the trailers that I was able to find, it seems really fun. It's on Steam. It seems like it's well-received on Steam. And uh, the trailers are great and kind of just funny and charming and cute. And, and I like the puzzle aspect. You're basically operating this drone in outer space and kind of reconnecting spaceships and hubs and all that kind of stuff so that you're... I guess Cosmocrats can survive and prosper. But uh, overall, I'm looking forward to seeing more on that game. It looked looked interesting to me. You also mentioned, mentioned Hazel Sky, so I gave that one a check as well. And then another one that I really thought looked interesting was Trash Sailors. This comes out spring 2021, where the world was flooded by a giant trash tsunami. But luckily for you, uh, a lot of that trash is floating around, and you can use it to get resources to basically recycle into fuel, build 
parts for your raft and even craft some weapons. This is online and local player four player co-op, which I think is really, really cool. It has this hand drawn, really uh, cartoony look to it. They're calling it trash piracy, which is kind of fun. It has <laughs> dozens of C's for your treasure hunting joy. And I like that if it's co-op, I'm thinking that maybe there's other people you're going to be battling against or working with each other to battle against. So I thought that looked really kind of fun. And I like the idea of this collecting, crafting, and building this better raft so I can sail the high trash seas. But uh, yeah, spring 2021. And then the last one was Among Us. You mentioned that already. Nice. Yeah. I also picked um, Trash Sailors. I think that's one of those games where they only showed a few seconds in the, yeah, it is. <laughs> in the reel, but it looked really cool. It looked like it a very different. It was a very standout aesthetic to the game. Mm-hmm. So I also picked that. I thought that was it just looked like a game that I could handle and, and maybe local four player would be quite fun in general. So that one's yeah. definitely one that's on my list, um, along with Happy Game. Like I said earlier, I didn't have too many surprisingly from this uh, Indie Direct. I was like, yeah, OK, whatever. But, uh, you know, the the Trash Sailors definitely stuck out to me i hope that it does i hope that it's fun and then i hope that it also does well because i don't know if it reads well you know what i mean like i don't know if Mm -hmm. you know it's gonna have to have some sort of cult following i think they definitely need a few more this one would i think benefit if it is good it'll benefit a lot from a demo because even looking on the nintendo store uh, on the eShop post, it's basically the same photo, just with different backgrounds. It's like just a picture of a raft in the water with yeah. stuff around it. And it's like mm-hmm. all of the shots look identical. So you don't really get a good idea of what's actually happening there. But the concept mm-hmm. of it seems fun to me. So I want yeah. more information mm-hmm. on it. Exactly. You know what it yeah. kind of reminded me of? Hmm. Reminded me a little bit of Castle Crashers. Okay. Yeah, I can kind of see from that, what that. I from what I saw. And I mean, mm-hmm. Castle Crashers was okay. It's not like my favorite game ever. So that's why I didn't really check it or anything. But yeah, I, I kind of got that vibe from it. Okay, just sort of like a manic four player because I mean, the, yeah. the art style yeah. and, and the gameplay is a little bit different, but I could see it being sort of this crazy four player mayhem. Yeah, you know, the that, art style that reminded me of the art style reminded me of Don't Starve. Yeah, mm. I can see that. Mm. Like this a very lens. colorful. Yeah. This is a very colorful uh, version of that for sure. But mm-hmm. like a mm-hmm. children's book gone crazy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so the last one I picked that you neither of you did was very very valet. This is a couch co-op party game where you are a valet. <laughs> You're <laughs> one of these. They call them puppet valets. But the whole idea is that you are you know they're outside of a restaurant. You're outside of a club. You're outside of whatever, and you're these sort of I don't know. They're sort of like um, they look like they're from like a McDonald's commercial, you know, like those mm-hmm. back in the day. There were just like really fluffy, weird characters in the McDonald's world. Yeah. But the whole idea is that you pick up cars, you you point and click and drop them off. And it's like mad chaos because tons of these cars are coming in. Tons of these cars are going out. Um, it looked fun as like a maybe couch co-op with Heather. So I don't know. It's, it's very physics based. And I don't know if I like that because I can see. Heather being like, well, how come it's not driving like this? Or like, you know, kind of frustrating in some regards. So it did look fun. Mm -hmm. It was one that they had as a standout. I hope there's a demo. Again, these are some of these games where I'm like, this would be really fun if there was a demo so I could see if it's fun at all to play. Yeah. So it might be fun, but I got to know for sure before I commit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it looks cool. And uh, that is a, I think it might be a Switch exclusive or coming first to Switch because on the website it just says Switch. So that's really cool as well. So nice. coming out soon. But more importantly, the most important thing that happened this week that I've watched 
14 times now is <laughs> the Super Nintendo World Direct Walkthrough with Miyamoto-san. Uh, this is something I think we've all been waiting for. This came out of nowhere. It popped up, I think, on Thursday or Friday. Friday, I think it was. And uh, it was a full walkthrough. We've seen, um, we've talked about short um, clips where press got to go into Bowser's Castle and got to see some of the rides. This is a full walkthrough, really understanding what is inside of the Super Nintendo world in um, Japan. And also, what are the things that you can do with those power-up bands? So this was super fun because uh, Miyamoto-san, he walked through basically the entire park or what he said was a small portion of the park so he walked through a lot of the park and showed off how all of this stuff works so the main important part was that there are these power bands which we've talked about on the podcast before and if you've gone to disney or gone to some other parks they have these these bands as well but they're little nfc bands that you can tap on things or maybe they're bluetooth i'm assuming nfc but the whole idea is that you can tap your band and it's kind of like a watch that you wear for the day onto these things and then it unlocks other um, unlocks things throughout the park. So this was really innovative because it's sort of a game within a world. And these power up bands can be used in 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 many, many things. So the thing that we've seen most is there's a bunch of one up block or power up blocks around the like coin blocks around the the park. So you can hit them and you, there's a mobile app that's tracking all of your status throughout the park. So you can collect coins. It looks like there's different stamps that you can get by going to different areas. But the one thing that I thought was really neat is that there's these activities and they, they kept, you know, Miyamoto kept saying like, these are called activities. Um, so there's all these activities throughout the park, which I think is really neat. Instead of having, you know, some of these parks like Harry Potter world, they have like just a few attractions. And then it's just like, here's a bunch of food and merch. What well, was Super Nintendo World, there's that. There's a few rides. There is um, merch that you can buy. There's food that you can buy. But then these activities and power-up blocks are hidden all over the place. You want to find them. And the activities, there's a bunch of them throughout different parts of the park. And that whole concept is that um, these activities, you can unlock keys. And if you collect three keys, you can then go um, battle Bowser, um, Bowser Jr., sorry, um, through in somewhere in the park. So one of the ones that they showed was a timing where there's a Koopa Troopa like kind of moving around and there's a green shell moving in and out of a in and out of a warp pipe. And the whole idea is that you hit the um, one up like the pow block and it creates a series of events. And if you time it correctly, it will push the green um, a green shell up through the pipe and knock down the Koopa Troopa. And then you unlock and you get the key that you sync to your application. So that was just one of the activities. There was a huge piranha plant. There was a, a super a bomb arm in one of them, which was uh, inside of this underground level that you get to walk through and experience. But the cool part is that throughout the entire park, there is all of these touch points. There's like hidden, hidden like Mario um, logos. There's hidden areas that you can press up. It looks like there was hundreds of these throughout the parks because he did interact with some of them. Like there was one where you just you know, put your band up and it'll like show a character or whatever, like Bowser shows up or whatever. But there's other ones where you get coins throughout the entirety of the place. So it seems as though you could just play a whole game here. And that was only like a high level of just, you know, the, the park itself. I want to get into more of the parts, but I want to let Christina and Michael have comments on just that with that I've talked about so far. Any comments? No. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> Save it. Okay. Great. Okay. So here's the other part of this. 
the Super Nintendo world looks absolutely fantastic. It looks fake and real, and it looks like you're inside of a video game. Like, it looks like you're inside of Super Mario World. Like, it is crazy. Like, Heather's like, that's not real. I'm like, no, that's real. She's like, that, no, that doesn't make any sense. She's like, this doesn't look real because it has this plastic. It does not plastic, but I don't know. It has this. It looked like a 3D rendering sometimes. Yes. It, it looked like yeah. Yeah, it looked like a 3D rendering of Super Mario World on the Super NES. And like that has a very special aesthetic. But there's so much amazing stuff. Like there's this one up factory, which is all of their gift shops. And they have this super exclusive like uh, I forget what it's called. Toko Como, like like little Mario that like walks himself. Like if you push him. Um, there's all these, you know, all this, all this, I'm just going to need a bag whenever I fly one to Japan. I'm going to bring an extra empty bag so I can buy all the things. Um, food is in Toad's Cafe, which is Canopio, which is for Toad um, in Japan. There's special popcorn. It's caramel peach and mushroom flavored popcorn, and it comes in this big star thing. But then the the um, Toad's Cafe is amazing. Everything is mushroom themed and everything is beautiful inside. And this everything is looks so amazing. And there's all these screens and tones are working. Oh my gosh. And then um, you get to go inside of um, Koopa's castle, which is obviously Bowser's castle. That's where the Mario Kart tour is at, which is what we've seen many, many a time. So nothing new there. Um, Miyamoto did mention that, you know, the grand opening is on February 4th. And of course, there are plans to open three more Super Nintendo worlds in Hollywood, Orlando and in Singapore, um, which is cool. I high level. There's so much going on here. I was so enthralled by the world, by what was going on. I just wanted to be there. It's if, if there is a chance that we both get vaccinated and we can fly to Japan, this might be our first trip after lockdown and after covid whenever that happens, maybe next year, maybe two years, I don't know when that'll happen. But I was like, I need to go here. I need to be in this world. I need I, I told Heather, I said they can't open without me being there. I know they're gonna open anyways. <laughs> but even though everything would be in Japan, I don't even care. I just want to be there. I want to do it. I've never been. I think I've never been more excited for a park, including like their Star Wars park, but I was super excited for like, but I think I've never been more excited about a theme park ever in my life and i love theme parks and rides and everything they didn't show the rides again i don't even care i don't even need to be on a ride i don't even i don't care i just want to be there i want to go through the warp pipe i want to make it happen all right nice sweet (laughs) what do you think christina um so i think i've said before i'm not a huge fan of necessarily like the mario stuff Mm -hmm. um but that being said i think they did a good job emulating that experience in the park um it it looks like like Matsu saying it looks like you're in the game um but (laughs) it's and it could just be because of the way they filmed it or or you know they showed us maybe just such a limited part of the park it felt very cramped like I feel like I would be claustrophobic being there because just seeing Miyamoto walking around I, I felt like things felt small. Can you imagine there being a large crowd there? Mm. No. <laughs> they're, so they're gonna that, have that to have crowd control for this thing. Yeah, yeah totally. something. They've got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was the same way. I kind of felt, I guess, the same as Christina in this. I was super excited. And after seeing the direct, I feel less excited. And I know that sounds crazy because now we're actually seeing it, but uh it it I I I guess I was hoping for a different 
I don't know. I guess I was hoping for more, maybe because I know something we've got something grander, this... maybe. That's, that's how I, I felt. I well, thought it was so okay. Grander, here's here's bigger. a couple. There's yeah. a few things that I really, really like about it. I think that the implementation of it was solid. I mean, those coin mm-hmm. spinning seem like coin spinning in the video <laughs> game. Like I don't know how they got the shine just right. I don't know how they got it all to just, but it looks identical to being in a video game. And that mm-hmm. was and it's and it's such a simple, small, stupid little thing, but to me it was one of the most impressive things about it because I was like I thought they look like the coins in the game. They even have like the <laughs> same shimmer and everything. Then we started getting into some of the logistics of it. And that's where I started questioning because when we were, when he, when uh, Miyamoto was walking through, I started doing the same thing where I'm like, hmm, this seems really cramped, both visually and physically. And I was starting Mm. to think like with a crowd, you're launching this in February, presumably still in the middle of a pandemic. And it seems very small, very, and it, I'm just thinking user experience, people walking through this space. You have all these people going in and out through one tube. Then you have them, you know, I've been watching. Everyone punching the same block. You have everybody. (laughs) So now you're going to have a crowd around somebody using this block. So if I start thinking about user experience, where's the the line? Where's the crowd control? How how does this work? I can see maybe in two years from now, once the the initial push has kind of died down. But how does it work Mm -hmm. as Mm. a park? It looks like something you rent for a big party Mm. and then everybody goes and just goes crazy crazy in it but as a as a park can you see harry potter crowds can you see star wars crowds walking around super nintendo world that's bananas to me not only pandemic related but just in general the user experience of it seems off um no let me i'll I'll say really quick like i i do agree that I, I, for some reason, thought it looked bigger when he was walking around, but I do also feel like how it was shot, maybe it looked cramped. And I am I, oh, I, I, I hope that's what it yeah. is. I will say yes. this, like, I, I was a little concerned about the activities because it seems like you might need a few minutes, like, figure it out and, like, people sure. be waiting. So that is, is one thing. Is someone going to be moderating it? I mm-hmm. don't know. It, it, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because so someone's moderating little kids like, give running it away. up and just like I was trying to time that. <laughs> just little yeah. kids like running around, just punching the walls. Like I can yeah. see that happening now too. <laughs> I, I will say though that inside of the cafe that looked really big, and also inside of the Mario yeah. Kart game that also looked really big. So I definitely want to know the scale, but I also don't know this the rest of the scale of um, Universal Studios Japan, right? Yeah, because the first mm-hmm. time, by the way, I went to um, Harry Potter World in in Orlando that the original park is absolutely tiny and like people are just packed in there. Right. So mm. I'm, you know, when you go down Diagon alley, you're just like at shoulders like, Oh, where's my wand? You know? Yeah. And, uh, um, and it wasn't until they opened the expansion, the second Harry Potter world, which they're planning to do here, um, in, in Japan, open another part of this, that it really felt like, Oh, okay. Like it's a little bit looser because there's more people in two areas. But I will say that they do have the ability to, control people a little bit more because there's that warp pipe to get into the park so i wonder if they're going to you know at least i think during COVID times there's less people going to the park but maybe after they're going to moderate a little bit getting in but that is a concern for sure um but i don't know what the the rest of the park looks like that's i thing. think yeah. that maybe it could be managed it could be a cultural thing too maybe mm. you know obviously in the states we're used to like you said universal florida universe or walt disney world uh florida and those places sometimes get 
crazy, crazy. Yeah. And like you said, going through Harry Potter world, this seemed smaller and tighter than that. And that was mm-hmm. bananas the last time I was there. Yeah. Um, and it was just just bonkers going through there. And they had a lot of the similar great experiences and, a you know, and that's what I want more of. This is super Nintendo world. And I'm ready to start seeing more of Nintendo. And I know they mm-hmm. have to have a starting point. But being more that I'm a Zelda fan, I'm a Metroid fan, more than a Mario fan. Yeah, this I is want Super to start Mario seeing... World. This is Super Mario yeah. World. Let's be let's be honest. Of the it's Super, Super Ni- Mario, yeah, it's Super Mario. Yeah, it's not Super Nintendo, even though that's what it has. Maybe it will grow to that. But this section is the Mushroom Kingdom, right? You're yeah. entering Mushroom Kingdom. I think you're right. Super Nintendo World throws it off in that regard. Yeah. So I do hope that there's more expands expand i would love a i would yeah. love a zelda one you know what i mean i think that'd be amazing imagine could a pikmin you, yeah. one yeah I, could you oh pikmin imagine yeah walking around and there's <laughs> giant stuff right i mean all of those you lend enter themselves through a big like empty can <laughs> <laughs> yeah all of the things lend themselves to a great experience in the park so yeah. i i'm hoping this is a proof of concept this is something where it gets people in gets people excited i can see the orlando version because of you know with harry potter and all the experiences and i and i know they've had this all over the place but i could see that being maybe even larger more blown out and i'm mm. and i'm hoping that once this proves itself orlando's like all right well we already know it's going to work we need to represent more of nintendo and mm. that i think will be super exciting when i saw this i i i liked aspects of it but unlike harry potter unlike star wars where i'm I need to see those, right? I have not seen, I've seen Harry Potter. I have not been to Disney where I got to see Star Wars yet. And that is something that I will be doing. Whereas this, I'm okay with waiting for now. That's just kind of the takeaway. When they get that Zelda in there and they get that Metroid in there, Mm. oh my goodness. Sign me up. up. (laughs) I'm in. But for now, I was like, yeah, you did a really, really great job. And Nintendo Mario fans are going to go bananas. Kids are going to go crazy for this. But as of right now, I, I can wait and I'll go to Star Wars first and then hit this. That, that'd that be my priority. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I'm not mad at you because both of you, like you, you opened up with are a little bit less Mario fans and more yeah. of other Nintendo yeah. things. And you're right. If this was mm-hmm. um, Hyrule, right? If, oh, if, my goodness. <laughs> oh, God. Exactly. Like, it would be, oh, a, you know. God. Yeah, exactly. Could so. you imagine Hyrule? And then you have a gliding ride where you like or you like you go uh, jump from high spot to a low spot. And it like brings you. And it's like a paraglider. And it flies you over the park. It could I be mean, like there's... the balloon rides. Oh, it could be. So, yeah, exactly. It's like a people oh mover gosh. and it could bring you over the park, but it's like you got the paraglider and you're like cool. Breath of the Wild style. And then oh. imagine if they had the, the, these big like ball rides for Metroid Prime where you're like yes. rolling around like there could be so many things. And hopefully it all works its way into that. And this proof of concept, you know, works out in the February opening. It's it's a little sketchy. I think, it, you know, good for them for trying it, but uh, we'll see how it goes. And I do think. Oh, oh. And then, and then, sorry. And then you could have chests with your with your little power up band, and you hit the chest with power up band. And then you hear, yeah, no, I love and then it. Then you get rupees. Come on, so, yeah, oh, that's, that's great ideas. <laughs> All right, so let's if get they it have to, Well, I want to say they have to already be planning for that because oh, yeah. he mentioned yeah, Miyamoto yeah. mentioned that it took them six years to develop just the Mario Kart Koopa's Challenge ride. It better be good. It better so, be a good ride. Yeah. <laughs> if it's six years in the making. And I'm and they didn't even yeah. show any of it. So they didn't even want to no. tease any of it. And I'm so curious as to what because there's like what one or two legitimate rides. And I'm so curious, like, what are the rides? I want to see ones. the rides. Yeah. So 
uh, yeah, I, I think it's awesome that it's even happening. This is something I would have never, ever imagined. <laughs> and being a kid, like when I was growing up that I would see a, a theme park built around video games that I know and love. So yeah. I think it's so exciting that it's even a possibility. I'm just ready for, you know, the evolution of this. I, I cannot wait to see where we go. Yeah, I got to say, the one thing I went re-watching it is, imagine being Miyamoto, right? Oh, you, sure. 35 years ago, you created this character and you, you know, well, I mean, before that he did technically, but, you know, the, it really kicked off then. You started creating this world and then literally somebody is like, I want to bring your world to life. Yeah. Like that yeah. is, I couldn't imagine what it must be like for him to work on that project, be able to walk through the finished product. Like that must be such a magical moment for him. Sure. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, he's he's a living Walt Disney right now. You know, yeah. imagine what if Walt Disney could walk around and see what his his thoughts had created and become. And, you know, imagine walking around Star Wars and stuff. I mean, it's got to be such an overwhelming like experience to see this is something that was in your mind and now it exists in the real world. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Now, speaking of more fantastic, crazy Nintendo news, Polygon actually did a great great interview with Doug Bowser, who everybody knows is the president of Nintendo of America. Uh, We're going to pull out some of the key things that stood out to us, but I would definitely suggest go check out this interview. There's way more length to the answers than what we're going to get into here. But I do think this was a fantastic interview with uh, Doug Bowser. They went through all kinds of topics, everything ranging from in 2020 from the pandemic to the uh, Game Pass and all kinds of stuff. And we're going to just kick it right off with pandemic. The Polygon mentioned to them, you know, kind of how did this impact you? How did this affect Nintendo? What happened with Nintendo in this? And Doug said that in early March, leadership asked, if this ever got to a pandemic situation, how would we manage the business? So they already had plans in place from early March on how to kind of work around the pandemic work from home home? What would it impact? What's the lineup? And he says that the plans were put in place and we prepared for it the best we could. You know, it did have some impact, but he didn't get too crazy into details on that. But they knew that this was a potential problem and they all made what they could work. And I I think if all considered, it's pretty successful. They got into Animal Crossing, and the performance of Animal Crossing and, and, you know, did this perform the way you thought? And, and Doug says that it was well beyond expectations, uh, I think is the simplest way that I can put it. I don't know what we expected it to truly. Uh, I don't think we expected it to be truly the cultural touch point that it became across the globe, which I think that stems back to the pandemic. And this game yeah. was a perfect game at, you know, the time it was needed. And I don't want to say it was the perfect time, but it came out at a time that this game was needed for people that were stuck home. And this was a way for them to kind of enjoy each other's company and try to live a little bit. And I think it was a great way to get people's minds off of everything that was going on. They did say that they still plan to continue updates, whether that be seasonal, they're going to do year round events, uh, and, and they're going to keep having gameplay features added into it. And it doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. So I think that's fantastic news with Animal Crossing. Uh, we got into Switch Online and this one, we got into like the top two reasons that people purchase a subscription to Nintendo Switch Online are the ability to play the games online. And the second is the ability to engage in content. And he said that we'll continue to evolve the service as we go forward. Now, I think for me, especially, is the option to play games online. I mean, 
that's just it, it's a no-brainer i don't even think yeah. about it anymore um the other stuff i don't there's been no other added feature for me yet that's really been like this is why i buy it. i know that we've got all those the nintendo games that are out there i honestly am not somebody that goes and plays those very often um for me it's just sort of a fee that allows me to jump onto an online game without having to think about it without having to worry about it i do think it's great that they're going to continue to evolve the service i think that there's a lot of room to grow with that service uh but i you know, based on those two features that he's talking about, one of them is is my number one reason, I think. Then they got into some interesting stuff regarding Game Pass. Now, we've heard off and on that obviously Game Pass is Microsoft. You pay a subscription fee. You have access to a bunch of games. They were talking about whether or not Nintendo would do something like that. And do they look at, you know, Nintendo, the Switch online as like a counter offer? And Doug says that we want to offer consumers choices on Nintendo Switch and obviously the ability to buy games and play games that they choose to play. The fact that we have well over an eight 0.0 attach rate to every switch unit that's been installed over the last four years is an indication that consumers want to consume content that way. Christina, you made a great point that saying, you know, here is purchasing, purchasing games individually is the way people want to do it. That's the only option that's we have. That's the only option we have. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you I think provide if, another I, option, maybe that's yeah, what they I would think, do. Yeah. If they gave us an option to subscribe and then have the ability to play like like a specific library of AAA titles, people would jump on that train immediately. Mm. Yeah, and I, I think, I think there would saying, be a market. Yeah, it was just such a weird thing for him to say, saying like, well, I mean, people are buying these games that we're selling and playing them on their Switch, so clearly they want to do that. It's like, yeah. no, yeah, that's no, the it was only option we and, have. <laughs> and again, I want to specify, if, you know, go and read this because there's a lot of nuance to a lot of his answers yeah. and a lot of like things that were left unsaid that said a lot. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, okay, he's not quite answering it quite the way. Like he's leaving room there, so it's it's Very you gotta gray. look into it. Yeah, so yeah. I would definitely <laughs> advise to go and read through the article. Um, but then Polygon pushed on regarding Game Pass a little bit more, and his response was, "We are always looking at various ways." So what they were basically saying is. Is Game Pass going to make its way to Switch? And he says that we are always looking at various ways that we can engage our consumers right now. We have found that our catalog and the third-party publishing catalog that's available, whether that's through Nintendo Switch Online or through Frontline Game Purchase, has really been allowing us to do that. So he's not saying no. This is another one of those things where it's like a nuanced answer. He's not saying no, but he's just saying, well, what we have now seems to be working. So it's kind of like, all right, yeah. well, you, you answer, but not really. Are you saying that, no, it's just not going to happen? Is it in the talks? Is it not in the talks? I think offering it, it would be amazing. Answer. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. sort of a, a non-answer, but it, it, it I, I, I looked at this and said both ways. I'm like, okay, basically it's just saying what we have works and we're not against it, but we're not thinking about it right now. That's That mm-hmm. was sort of my impression of his response, but I I like that they don't say no. You know, I guess that's yeah. a good thing too. It's not a yes, it's not a no. It's a maybe someday we're yeah, maybe we don't know. Maybe. We don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I guess is better than no. Um uh, yeah. then they got into March 31st and the idea of them removing games. Uh you know, why why is what is it? Um Super Mario 3D All-Stars coming off. Why is Mario what it was the the Battle Royale version there um coming off and and he Doug basically said that these were intended to be 35th anniversary uh, games. They were meant to be a celebration. They were meant to be always meant to be sort of a limited time that was to celebrate this 
event and that's why they're being removed. It's not a strategy that we're going to be using widely, but it's one that we thought was very unique for this actual anniversary. And that's fine with me. I I think that, that makes sense. if Super Mario 3D All-Stars was limited and you couldn't get it if you wanted it, and it was limited time, then it would be a little shady because now you're pushing people to go and buy it, you know, on eBay and scalpers trying to sell it for way more than they should. It didn't seem like production was an issue. If you want it, you can have it, but here's the window that you have to get it. If they come out down the road and now they're selling each of them individually for an X mount that's kind of marked up, then I would start saying, okay, that's getting a little shady. You should have just, it's either a one and done or, you know, don't make it so that you're piecemealing them out after the fact, because then that feels a little predatory. But I can respect the fact that they did it as a celebration, and I'm I'm okay with that. If you wanted it, you had access to it, um, and 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 there you go. It wasn't like a trick to get you. Mm. Then they started getting into the juicy Switch Pro rumors. Doug's response was the momentum on Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite in the fourth year is strong, and we believe we're changing the trajectory of another typical console life cycle. We will continue for the foreseeable future to really lean into both of these platforms and the content that comes with it because it's the symbiotic relationship that makes the real difference. Then he continued with the way we build games onto the platform and the way partners build games onto the platform is really what matters and the experience that you have when you play. So that's what we'll continue to lean into as we go into really what will be the fifth year of Nintendo Switch. So it seems to be that he's saying don't plan on it. But then again, you would also have to imagine why would you cannibalize your own sales by saying, oh yeah, next year we got a pro coming out. People would, the sales would drop. So I don't, it's not a no, it's not a yes. It's just saying we're doing really good. and. Uh, why stop? You know, it seems mm-hmm. to make sense to me. I do think that a super switch or a switch pro or whatever you want to call it is on the horizon. It just seems like that makes sense. Um, but it, it seems to be that they're, they're still keeping either no plans for it or they're keeping sealed on it. I would have to imagine there's works. It's at least being worked on right now. Something is being worked on for the next generation, whether that's planned for next year, this year, whatever, it's got to be in the works. I, it's got to be, right? I mean, they, they got to know something. Who knows now. with Nintendo? They they do weird stuff sometimes. Because I'm just they, imagining really unpredictable a, sometimes. a Super Switch, which I like the name Super Switch more than Switch Pro because it makes me think of like Super Nintendo. But a Super Switch, would you would have to imagine it's in production for a handful of years. So if there's nothing in the works right now, what are you saying? The Switch is going to be eight years, seven years old before you are ready to retire it? That's That just seems kind of bananas to me because it just so the hardware will have evolved by that point but the sales aren't aren't hurting so it's they're doing something right the last thing that he got into was the joy con drift the thing we all know and love And uh, his response was when pushed on, he said, as we look at our repair cycles, we're always looking at what is being sent in and for what reasons and understanding that better. And without going into any details, it's always gives us an opportunity to make improvements as we go forward. So um, no no, no answer there. I will say (laughs) that when I sent mine in to get repaired, I think you had the same way. It seemed like maybe within a week and a half, I had mine back. They have not had any issues. Yeah, I've been using, 
I've been using the ones that I had repaired because I wanted to see if it would start doing it. The only thing that I will say that I've noticed a slight difference on is on my top ZR and ZL. My ZR is fine. It works as normal. My ZL, it doesn't have the same... um, uh, like mine too. It it like doesn't snap as it much. It doesn't feel like it's, it's being not as pressed. Snappy. It's yeah. funny that yours is doing mine the same doesn't thing. Mine doesn't even mine doesn't even register once in a while. Hmm, that's interesting because I, gonna, I, I noticed it the other give day. Give it a while and then try it again. But yeah, I was playing Two Point Hospital uh a couple weeks ago and you have to use that button quite a few times and i was hitting it and mm. i was hitting it and i was like why is this working wait am i not hitting the right button i'm like no i'm pressing the right button it's just not working this is great i, I haven't noticed <laughs> yeah. that it doesn't register but i will say that there's definitely a tactile difference when i press on yeah. the zr it still has the full range of motion it still has That's that weird. little click that happens the zl definitely seems to be a reduced range of motion and does seem to be uh, for like lack spongy? of a better term, like spongier. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's weird that they're both on the ZL. I just tested mine now. I just tested mine now and it seems to be clicking again. It was very spongy at first. It seems like it's okay right now. Mm. But again, I was having an issue where it wasn't even registering. So yeah, I was going to wait a long time before I mentioned it because I haven't really played with my Joy-Cons much because I'm playing with my Pro Controller. But yeah, that was kind of happening with mine a little bit. So it's crazy that we're both having the same yeah, sort of and similar it's the same issue. One. Same mm. exact button. Uh, so then he wrapped up the article with zero reference or mention of Bayonetta 3, Metro Prime 4, Breath of the Wild 2, unfortunately. We have no new news on any of those. He did say that he believes Nintendo is at the midpoint of the life cycle of the plat- the Switch platform. There's many more good things to come. Midpoint. Crazy to me. Crazy. Uh, and then, yeah. And then there's a few other things regarding the parks, collaboration with Puma, Lego, Levi. He says all this will be expanding customers' touch points, and the parks specifically are meant to integrate people deeper into the video game experience. So it does seem like Nintendo is going to continue to sort of expand and reach out there into other markets, which I think is great. Just kind of keep pushing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would have loved to hear more about those games. I mean, those are huge, huge heavy hitters. I'd like to get a little something on those and uh, i mean let's just get the prime collection when are you gonna you know give us that at least um but yeah i don't know maybe maybe 2021 will be a huge huge nintendo year and it'll kind of just blow everybody away and i think that would be amazing i mean they have a ton of momentum right now with sure. how sales have been going so i think yeah people are looking looking to nintendo to see what they're going to do next for sure yeah, yeah I, um I definitely feel like next year is a good opportunity, even though it's going to be, you know, the four year birthday Mm. of the Nintendo switch that in the state in which the PlayStation five and the Xbox series, um, consoles are with one being hard to get. And that there's not like necessarily, there are a few exclusive games, but there's not like these mega exclusive games. People buy consoles for games. Right. And I love my Xbox series S I think the load times are super awesome. The SSD is great. Like just, it's a, it's a well-built machine but we're here for the games, right? So the games need to support it. And I love playing old games that I've already played, but there's that, that thing, you know, I, I, I love playing older Nintendo games that are remade even more than playing, you know, older games from, you know, the Xbox 360 or the Xbox one era. You know what I mean? I would Mm -hmm. rather go play the Metroid, you know, uh, you know, recap or they redid Ocarina and just put on there. I'm going to play it again. Right. It's sure there's for me, at least there's a difference in there, but I think that Nintendo could have yet another great year, based on what games are coming out right i think if 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 uh breath of the wild 2 comes out next christmas like 
I mean, it'd be crazy. It would just be ridiculous. And, and I think that you would see a huge surge again. And, and I hope that they do that because I think that they need to, you know, continue to push the games to expand the life. So I'm excited to see what there was. It's a good, mm-hmm. it's a good interview. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in there. A so lot of information. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Cause I was just thinking about it again, speaking of what you said, Mats, just again, yesterday I was playing switch and I was like, this is far and away my favorite console far and away we even with next gen stuff out the switch is Mm -hmm. what i continuously go back to and it's just there it's always around it's always within arm's reach and it is without a doubt the best console because it's there it's like what's the best camera you can use the one that you have right and that's what everybody uses their camera phone because it's what's there and the switch is just like that it's just practical it's always there and it's got games accessible Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree i agree well, I mean, take a deep breath, Michael. That was a lot to get through. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was a lot. <laughs> was a lot there. <laughs> um, well, so our last little bit of news is kind of a good segue into our bestsellers list um, because apparently Nintendo is blocking Switch games from eShop discounts, the extreme discounts. Um, we're all too familiar with the 199 game sales that have been happening um, and then the varying quality of those 99 cent games in the eShop. And then they end up taking over the eShop bestsellers tab. Um, well, Nintendo hasn't necessarily commented on any of those sales specifically, um, but a recent report by Simon Charles, Simon Charles, who does uh, Game Discover Co., he does, does like this big newsletter. He said that there has been a stopgap put in place to disallow developers from providing 100% discounts uh, to players who already own a game from their catalog. So I think we saw this twice in the last year, where if you bought one game from a certain developer or or studio or whatever you got all their other games like each month for free or something like that um yeah that's apparently not going to happen anymore because there's they've been stopped they can't do it anymore um so i'm curious does this mean there's going to be more sales restrictions to come i kind of hope so because i think the quality of games in the eShop is so varying i'd like to see a little bit more curation there um but that's all the information that they shared at the time. I'm sure we're going to be getting more um, soon just because this information has it's now out there. But um, yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, I, I hope the deep discounts, you know, a lot of times you can jump on there and you can find your games on sale for 60% off, even more sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, that's one thing I absolutely love about Nintendo and about the eShops that sometimes like I'm looking right now, Immortals Phoenix Rising is 33% off. It's normally 60, it's, that's it's $40. Sale. Yeah. And that's a good sale. And that's a great sale. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Grindstone's 25% off right now. There you go down the list and at mm-hmm. any different time, Cloudpunk is another one on my wish list, 30% off. Any different time, like if I see something that's 25% off, I wait because it typically will go better, you know? So I don't mind that they do these sales because honestly, again, it's why I pick up my switch. It's why I buy so many freaking games on this thing. I, the last time we had those sales, I probably bought six games Mm -hmm. that I'll probably never even ever play, but it's there. And it's so easily to just so easy to buy games, but I completely Mm -hmm. agree. Mots. How many times have you and I bought one of these 99 cents? 98% 98% yeah, off. Yeah, 98% <laughs> off. Some of them are a penny. Yeah. We bought games that were eight, like a penny, and they were they're, garbage. They're obviously garbage, but it's like, well, it's a penny. I gotta buy it. I mean, yeah. why not? You know, and so I can I can completely understand their sense, like you're pushing good games, quality games down because you're willing to just 
just put junk to the top because of this. I think it speaks to the eShop needing better filtration and better yeah. like, reviews and all of that stuff need to be added to it. Um, but other than that, at least something's happening on the eShop. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think that I think it's time for them to implement some things. And you know, even as an app developer, you can only discount your game, your apps by a certain percentage and only make them so so cheap in general. And, and you also have to think about it is, you know, Nintendo has to pay processing costs at the same time. So if mm-hmm. you are oft, often what they do is they have you add funds to your your bank, right? But if if you're in a world in which you're going to charge one penny onto your credit card, Nintendo is going to be charged much more than one penny. So the, it's a loss leader at that point. Mm-hmm. So there's that other regard. But again, I think you're right. It's it's there are games that are two bucks, 99 cents or whatever on there. Um, I think it's 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 good. Some more quality control would be good. More filters like like everyone's kind of saying. Um, yeah, I, I think it's OK. You know, there, there's it's 90- just crazy because it's it's a strategy, too, from the developers because they can be like, oh, let's yeah. do like a 98 percent sale for a couple days and just then get remove people it, talking about get it. into the get into the top 10 bestsellers. And then hopefully we'll get in that list for a week and then we can sell more at full price. Like I get it. But then it takes like good quality games that deserve to be in the top 10 bestsellers list. Yeah. They're off the list, you know, exactly. just make so. a good game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop making list. garbage games. Yeah, stop making crappy games. <laughs> Problem solved. Get your trash out of here. <laughs> um, well, that being said, that gets us to the top 10 bestsellers list this week. Uh, in first place is Among Us. Super happy about that. Second is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Third, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Fourth, Super Mario Odyssey. Fifth, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light. Sixth is Hades, seventh Animal Crossing New Horizons, eighth Minecraft, ninth Mortal Kombat 2, and tenth is Thief Simulator. Boy. And that's it. <sighs> yep. That gets us to new releases we're into this week. And I've got the first check of the one check that I have this week. <laughs> it's December 21st. It's called Traffics. And it's uh, normally $5. It's on sale for $3.99. And this is just a super simple, minimalist uh, traffic puzzle game. I, I really liked it. I thought it looked really clean. Very, I like the idea. This is one of my things that I like to play around with when I'm playing uh, City Skylines. City Skylines. Yeah, your favorite. Yeah, City Skylines. So <laughs> I thought I was of you like, right away when I saw it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I'll build a handle playing around with some more traffic. That's what I like to do in City Skylines and see if I can solve the problems. It does say that it kind of, they say control the traffic lights and help guide the drivers through various city highways like Paris, Tokyo, Istanbul, and Las Vegas. So I guess it's pulling from actual locations. That's cool. Mm, It didn't didn't seem that way, but I like that they're doing that. And uh, and it says start fighting chaos all over the world. So let's, let's get in there and fight some chaos. Four bucks. Seems like a really fun little uh, puzzle game. Yeah, I like this one. I'm I'm definitely into this game as well. I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah, it reminded me of the con- conductor one that we mm-hmm. let's let's conduct together. Conductor with friends. Yeah. Friend, Nintendo conductors. dot com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Whatever it was, nailed it. it, it, looked, it nailed, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah nailed, nailed it. it. Got it. Um, <laughs> it looks it looks super good. So I was pretty excited about that. And yeah, and, and it is only a single player game. So this is one that I can I can sit down, relax, and play a little bit. I just purchased it for for three ninety nine. Use a dollar nice. in gold coins. Um, I also had a few other ones. It's the run up to Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. We forgot to say that. Um, and I, I'm always fascinated by what people are going to do are they going to everyone going to release games ahead of time are they going to release games on the day of christmas everyone's opening up switches this year it looks like uh, no one's doing anything 
Um, we do have the biggest game I think this week is probably Super Meat Boy Forever, which is in that Nindy Direct, which we didn't talk about. I checked it just because uh, this game is awesome. Um, Team Meat is awesome. And if you're into Super Meat Boy, it's finally here. Super Meat Boy Forever is here. I have a friend that worked on that game. I believe um, it's a timed exclusive on the Switch, right? Uh, I don't know. On release? I believe it is. I remember nice. that from the, uh, yeah. I think it was a That's short, cool. short thing, but yeah. There you go. I mean, the website says coming 2019. It's been delayed so many times and so many, <laughs> so many things. Um, yeah. So there it you go. used to be a timed exclusive. No. <laughs> it was at one point. Yeah, I don't know. Thanks, no. Timmy. Uh, I also, on December 25th, so on Christmas Day, the BitTrip uh, team is releasing all of their games onto the eShop. These are blocky-esque, different styled games. Uh, BitTrip Runner is probably the most well-known of them. This is sort of where the BitTrip team started. It's a side-scroller runner game. I own many of the collections from Cubic Games. I have purchased all the BitTrip games so many times when they're on the DS at first, and then they had a collection of them. These are all cool games. They're five bucks. They're all worth your five dollars. I'm sure they'll all go on sale. They should have done a collection. I don't understand why they didn't um, to buy them all on a great deal. But these are all fun games. All the BitTrip games. Don't overlook them. They're all different, shorter, fun, quick plays. They're five dollars. Not bad. If you've never played one, they're cool, blocky style ask games and each of them are named for what the type of game is so there's b uh, core flux void runner fate and they're all themed in a way so you can get a, a trip of of what exactly is going on there and they all have videos so definitely take a look of them bit trip runner would be my first one to definitely pick up yet again but those are all good and those are the games this week nice now before we get into what you're playing i just wanted because this is a holiday episode and i wanted to see if maybe you guys had any like just that stood out for you a a gift idea anybody that for like a nintendo fan a nintendo like switch switch light owner mm. anything like that is there something that in your mind and it doesn't have to be switch related i guess but just nintendo related that you think would be a good gift for somebody and i can start if you guys need a second to think about it because no, i don't need a second at all <laughs> another set of joy cons because they're pricey and people typically won't go and buy themselves another pair and or a switch pro controller any of okay. the cool controllers out there any of the controllers are actually really cool um especially if you want to get them like a themed one there's so many different themed ones that you can get them if you know they really like a specific kind of game there's so many out there nice. um what's the company that makes the all the different controllers mods i know you mentioned them a lot it's like the C something. Power something. Yeah. Know, yeah. Power C. Power A. Power. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. We were, we came prepared. <laughs> um, but I know they make a whole ton of theme controllers. I think that would be a really good gift. Wow. Um, we we got not, a glimpse onto your Christmas list, apparently, because you had those well, pretty I, quick I, fire, Christina. <laughs> well, no, mostly because I would just love another set of Joy-Cons just because, sure. you know, why not? You know, it's yeah. a thing to have for your Switch in case something happens. I have a backup so I can travel with it. That's a no-brainer. Um, and then on top of that, any of the best-seller games are just simply an eShop gift card. It's an easy stocking stuffer. You can get them a $15 gift card, put it in their stocking, they'll be able to get like two decent indie games. Yeah, from the e or, or like 15 really crappy ones. That's true. Yeah. But again, again, any games for the top 10 bestsellers, right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, for me, I would say uh, there's two, there's th a few things. So first I would say the Tom talk cases are still my favorite cases. Yeah. We've mm -hmm. talked about them over and over again. Definitely. I, 
did a review a year ago to the mm-hmm. date and um, they're I call it the perfect Nintendo Switch case and it still is. I use mine all the time. I love it. Um, I also think that the the controller that Christina and I bought um, that is wired that allows you mm-hmm. to um, plug in a headset. There's the Turtle Beach like little headsets or yes. any headset that you can go into. Huge they're difference. Like, Huge difference. It's like 20, 30 bucks. I, I still think that the triggers on the back are weird, but the functionality, if you're playing a Fortnite or you're playing something else, is totally, totally worth it. I think that that is one that is just um, definitely worth getting an accessory for the Switch and just having around. So when you're playing those games, you're good to go. Um, nice. Yeah, I like the idea of the gift cards that are there. You know, that mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, I will say like my my pick of the holiday surprise would be the mario kart tour i think that if you can find one of those and if, if that was a that's a bigger gift it's 100 bucks that thing is a great that's a great christmas gift because it's like you have time off at the holidays the kids are just like this is the coolest thing ever you're gonna play it for a week and never play it again oh, because the, the there's circuit? cardboard the circuit the home circuit one. yeah, yeah okay the one, yeah, yeah. yeah okay the one with it i think it's so much fun and it's that magical christmas moment of something coming to life that's kind of my oddly weird pick of the the year for nice. holiday like there's tons of great games but i feel as though i don't think it's like the best game that's ever made but i think as far as like having a magical moment that if i was a kid if i was 10 year old eight year old james and i got this mario kart thing and i'm driving this rv car and it's like in real like it would have it would have like i would I, I couldn't have been i was like what's going on right because i feel like it's like when i had like a super scope or like a light gun or something like that it was just like oh my goodness it's like the super <laughs> most amazing thing ever um and you know 10 year old james would just be in awe so oh and bulletstorm everyone I just, should buy i just Bulletstorm. pictured i just pictured you know that kid that's opening up the nintendo 64 on christmas day where he's like mm-hmm. I just <laughs> pictured Mots doing that as an adult. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so I totally. think you need to actually film that. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think that's a great gift for Christmas Day too, Mots, that you, that you yeah. mentioned. Because it's like one of those things I, I always pictured when I was growing up, you you would tear into your gifts and start playing with them right then and there and hate it if you had to go mm-hmm. to Nana's or somebody else's house. Mm. because it was like i want to play with my you try toys. to like bring it with you <laughs> yeah and it like that is one of those toys that you would tear into and have set up instantly and you'd be playing it with your family and yeah and i could definitely see that being a good chris and like you say you probably never play it again but it would be an awesome it would make for such a a great memory on a on a christmas morning definitely. oh yeah uh, and then for me, I think I'm going to go back to the old standard, the satisfy Zen grip for your Switch or Switch Lite. I still mm-hmm. think that this is one of the greatest accessories that you can get for your Switch. I always recommend it to people if they're talking about a, a grip of any kind. You can get it with a case as well, which uh, while we love the TomTok cases, this they do have a case that's very similar and it fits with the grip. So if you are somebody that wants this grip and love the quality of those cases, they're, they are similar in that way. So I would definitely 100% recommend one of these grips. Somebody like myself who plays on the Switch, I used to get like hand cramps from just the Switch itself, and I don't get that with the grip any longer. So it definitely makes a difference for me anyway. Um, but yeah, there was just a couple quick, I thought for the holidays, you know, Maybe you're look you're running yeah. out the day of because this comes out obviously on Wednesday. You're running out with a couple new ideas for that uh, last minute gift. 
So I do have one other practical thing. I seem to have like, you know, the very practical <laughs> ideas. One thing I think that's very underrated and I always forget about it, but it's one of those things that I'm sure has saved my switch a million times. Some kind of screen protector. Yeah, I have one mm. on mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. So yep. that, that, absolutely. Would be, that could be a stocking stuffer too. But Yeah, absolutely. I think all of those things. So you got some some great gift ideas. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. No, that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? Christina, what have you been playing? Pretty much this week, I've just been on my Switch. I've been playing Animal Crossing because I have to perfect snowmen. And every time I do it, I just think, do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> How many Every times have you got it? I've only got it once. I've only done I one it perfect twice. snowman. Nice. Just twice. Two times. Yeah. The nice. one yesterday, his head was a little big. I'm sorry. Classic. Sorry, Snowboy. But other than that, I bought Among Us. And the reason I have been on my Switch Bus this week is because I'm back into WoW. Blame Michael. It's mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it's yep. happened bad. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Same, same with me. me. Animal Crossing, building building snowmen collecting snowflakes i did buy among us so hopefully be playing that at some point here soon uh Mm -hmm. fortnite the holiday stuff has kicked off so there's christmas lights in the in fortnite there's all kinds of craziness in fortnite so i have been jumping back into that and playing that i'm dressed as my commando santa and doing all kinds of craziness and I'm, i'm loving every minute of it uh, last week I did stream some Hades and Picklock. Hades, I've, uh, you oh, know, I, Picklock. You know what? It's funny because okay, so I streamed Hades and that. I mean, it's fun. It's a totally good game. We had a couple listeners respond to to the the podcast last week that appreciated sort of my take on it because I, you know, while it is a great game, I'm not on the same level as a lot of the people not that are just. Like it's not even that it's not perfect. It's just that I don't know if it's one of those games that I need to be screaming about from a mountaintop. Like a lot of people have been. And, you know, I do think that it's very good at what it is. I am not a roguelike fan. I do not like that. And the reason I like Hades is because it's building on it. Each run is at least has a continuation of story, has a continuation of certain things that kind of keep it interesting. But roguelikes in general, I don't love the idea that I'm just kind of playing the same thing over and over again. So it it has limited how much I play it, but I do still very much enjoy it. And I did stream that. And I think one run through was like an hour, hour and a half until I died. So it's a, it's a lengthy amount of time. And then after that, I jumped on Picklock, which I had bought. And you and I discussed that it looked interesting. And, and the, this game... It is super, super twitchy. The controls are bananas. How <laughs> it's so bonkers. Like you move the joystick and the thing's just like whipping around and con- the controls are all over the place. And it's obviously made by a very small team. There's like there's like spelling errors all throughout it. The language is kind of wonky in certain descriptions where it just doesn't seem to have the polish. But that being said, I've played it more off screen. I didn't stream it. Because oh, I was really? Just- Oh yeah, no, I've gone back in and played. A, I'm, I'm like maybe four more puzzles into it now, and I'm still. It's still pretty fun. It's just you have to take a lot of time, and I have been caught a bunch of times because the camera is so crappy. The, the like the controls of it are so crappy that you really wish they they put more time into it because the gameplay yeah. of it is good. It's it's a good game. It's really interesting what they have. 
but it's just like there's some stuff where you're just kind of like guys a little more quality control on this thing i mean when i read through it and there's like spelling errors and weird type it's just like oh goodness gracious but i'm gonna look into it a little bit more too because i'm i'm curious to see if it's like a, a desktop game maybe or it was intended for mobile or something um yeah, I don't but know. I have been playing it more and I will say it's growing on me. I'm starting to like it more in, even though it has all these other issues that I'm seeing, I like the idea of it a lot. And like you, I have been playing a lot of wow. Uh, I do have my main character that I started just recently, like in October that I made to level 55. If you're familiar with wow in any way, they had a level squish and all this craziness that's going on. And because Christina said she wanted to start, I started all over with a new alt character. I'm not enjoying and I'm just going to keep working on it because it's a totally different character than I'm normally playing and uh, I'm dying all the time now because apparently mages are very weak and cannot take a single hit by anything and uh, but but I'm trying to get to it because I, all I really want is the new fox race that and that's that's my it's my ultimate goal i'm i'm suffering through this stupid mage just so i can get that fox and then i'm going to start a a hunter (laughs) yeah i just want to be a fox so uh all in all i've been loving wow that's also got christmas going on and it's just bananas and it's my winter seasonal game and it just feels so good to to be back into it nice are you still playing fortnite on switch or are you playing on xbox nope fortnite on switch okay cool that's what i was kind of yeah. curious about i should get back into it this week it's been um, a lot of fun play. nice yeah. it has been christmas and it's all star is it still star wars themed too or no yeah that well it's it's not star wars themed there's the mandalorian is like your main character that you'll be playing as mm. it's hunters so they have master chief in it now oh. they have um oh, what's his name cool. from walking dead the crossbow guy i'm not a, oh, wow. i don't watch walking dead but whatever Darryl? His, Darryl. he's in it i think his name's daryl yeah, there's a couple characters I think from Walking Dead that are in it. There's like it's all hunters. So you're going to be able to see like I'm really I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we see uh um what's her name from Metroid in there. I'm hoping that she Samus. makes Yeah, I'm hoping Samus shows cool. up and because that would be that would be that would make my entire that's worlds colliding. It would be amazing. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm uh, I mean shocked it's Ultimate Hunter. Yeah, Ultimate Hunter is true. There was a literally Metroid Hunters was a game. So um fascinating yeah, yeah i i'm i've i i wonder if nintendo will do anything with that pick at, oh, at some point. So there cool. hasn't been anything yeah picklock also is on the pc it's on it's on ah, steam okay that $8. would make sense yeah it came out this year may 20s but uh very positive reviews there uh, i didn't play anything this week i built an app so that's what i've been doing i, I spent oh, nice. uh 10 to 12 hours up until 3 a.m many a nights building this app and getting it out and i sent it to review so we'll see if it goes through I, I wanted an app to do one thing from a fitness bike and i built it and it totally works and it's awesome and i'm very excited about it and um, yeah we'll see how it goes and i made a sweet app icon i put an emoji inside of an orange square and called it a day so that's <laughs> my design it <laughs> looks cool so i'm excited about that cool yeah, so cool that's it. i mean i do say i'm coming in to the holiday break like by the time this podcast comes out the holiday break for me will be on so i think i'll have more time to get back into the games i would love to play wow again that'd be fascinating um mm. do you have to pay a we subscription our- uh you can yeah. play up to level 20 without paying for anything okay and you can even continue on. after that you can continue even if you are level 20 you just don't get any experience like you don't level up anymore Oh, wow. that's what I did oh. yesterday for a little bit. So I was still continuing with like some of the main quest stuff, realizing like, 
oh, I'm getting all this experience, but it's basically being wasted. So then yeah. I ended up just subscribing. But yeah, you oh, can get up to level 20. Interesting. Yeah. Is this I'm sure there's a, a limit somewhere else, but 15. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They get oh. you. They oh. get you. Jeez Louise. Okay. Um, all right. Well, well let's should, go be playing Fortnite. Else, if, if nothing else, you should jump in, try it for level 20. And then by then you'll be hooked. And then you'll be like, oh, now I got to pay. But then by then we'll have our guild. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll start our, our, own. our cool, awesome uh, Fox guild. Yeah, the oh. Nintendo Guild. There oh. you go. <laughs> I'm lying. All right. Well, that's going to be this week's Nintendo Dispatch as I <laughs> sign away this California collection notice of data from Blizzard Entertainment. All right. Well, hope you enjoyed this podcast. Hope everyone has a happy, happy, amazing holiday. And we will see you next week before the New Year's. So until next week, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.